Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight as we have an amazing hard rock band coming on momentarily named Candlelight Red, and tonight joining us is going to be the guitarist slash vocals, Jeremy Edge, so we will bring him on in a moment. I always like to just do a brief introduction if you are new tonight or tuning into the show for the first time, and a little bit about my background. I started the show uh, about a year, and I guess it's been like four to five months ago now, with the concept and the intention to bring a forum to the table where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to interview them and help promote them and get their names out there. A little bit about my background, I have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I really enjoy doing is interviewing people, coupled with um, a singer-songwriter with an album out. Excuse me, album out. It's been a long day. As well as I do some writing for some entertainment magazines on advertising, marketing, and psychology in the entertainment industry. So I really wanted to bring all of the aspects of myself that I truly enjoy with the interviewing and helping people out to help people spread their names and get the word out there. Um, Personally, I manage everything independently on my own, so I can very much empathize, especially with artists who are just, you know, up and coming and just breaking big now, like Candlelight Red, and uh, supporting them and helping them get their name out there to the world. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like and what it's like to be in their profession. And a couple of things I just ask for people to keep in mind is, although I'm a clinical psychologist, the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. Um, I'm more than apt and open to talking about psychology-related things in a broad context, but it's not going to be meant to personalize uh, it towards anyone. And I know, especially with all the entertainers I've had on and people who have listened to my shows, you know, we do bring a lot of stuff up like that because this industry, um, I'm sure as Jeremy can uh, talk about, is crazy at times and challenging and difficult. Uh, So we will definitely talk about that tonight. And secondly, I definitely want my guests to feel open to talk about whatever they'd like, but just to please make sure if you're going to talk about any potentially embarrassing or humiliating scenarios to just keep any specific names or or organizations private uh, as the show isn't meant to personally embarrass or humiliate anyone. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also call in tonight at 805-243-1320 if you want to ask any questions. And fortunately, I do this show by myself, so I'm really going to be paying attention to Jeremy looking at my notes, and, uh, you know, I really want to focus on the interview. So if you are in the chat room, you could try to post some stuff, but I may not be able to go back and forth between all the various windows that I have open on my computer. So again, please feel free to call in. I have all the information up in the chat room, and it's also available on the station. So let me give an introduction to Candlelight Red and who they are, and then we are going to bring them on. So Candlelight Red is a hard rock band that delivers a hard edge yet melodic, powerful, emotional-driven music and sound. And the band has just really broken big. They just released their full-length debut album, The Wreckage, which was released by Imogen Records and produced by Grammy-nominated producer David Ivory, and I'm sure people have heard about him. He's produced bands such as Hailstorm and The Roots, among many others. 
Candlelight Red has toured with Trap, Lacuna Coil, Seven Dust, Saving Abel, Egypt Central, 10 Years, and the list goes on and on. And they are on a tour right now, and they're going to be heading out again, and we will talk about some of the other amazing tours and bands that they're going to be playing later on in the show. So I'm sure if people haven't already, I'm sure you have, though, heard their hit single, Closer. It is played nonstop on Sirius XM Octane Radio, and that is fortunately how I found out about them. Um, several months ago, I heard the song. It caught my attention. It's in the memory on my Sirius XM radio, and uh, I just fell in love with these guys as soon as I heard that song. And it's going to be followed up by the song by Roxette called She's Got the Look, and we'll talk about that tonight, too, as well as play both of their singles. So I'm going to bring Jeremy on in one second. I do want to give a special thanks, though, to Chip Ruggieri, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, of Chipster PR and Consulting Incorporation, along with um, Evan Langert, who is of Langert Law Group, for setting up this interview. They've been amazing to work with, really professional people, so it's it's been great working with those guys, too. So I definitely want to give them some plugs. All right, so without that uh, further ado, let's bring Jeremy on. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Great, great, great. Thank Good, you for having thank us. You. Absolutely. Thank you for joining tonight. Is it just you or do you have other people? It's just me tonight. Um, okay. We actually have a day off, and uh, a couple of the guys uh, actually went home for a day and uh, <clears throat> just kind of chilling out here in, uh, in New York State, uh, waiting for a, a show to, uh, for tomorrow night in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, very cool. Where are you playing tomorrow night? It's called the Chance Theater in Poughkeepsie. Uh, we're playing with uh, Crossfade and Weaving the Fate. We're currently on uh, currently on a tour with them. It's a Jägermeister sponsored tour, and uh, it's, it's been awesome so far. We've done a few shows already, and it's going to be a, a great month for us. Awesome, that's great. That's a great tour. Two amazing bands. I've heard those guys and some of their music, and they've got great stuff too. So that sounds really cool. Um, so, yeah, so thank you for joining us again. And, uh, yeah, definitely want to get into tonight to who Candlelight Red is, how you guys got started, and how you guys blown up pretty quickly. Because um, it looks like from the information I've read about you guys, you've really worked hard. You're from Pennsylvania. So why don't you just talk a little bit about starting out about how you got involved in music um, and when Candlelight Red came together. Okay, well, that's a that's a lot of long stories. Um, I got a start of the music uh, at a very early age. Uh, my dad was a musician, too, and uh, uh, my older sisters were into music a lot, and I took guitar lessons. And, you know, by the time I was in my teens, I was starting high school bands and that kind of stuff, and that kind of led to more bands and more playing out and, and that kind of thing. Um, Candlelight Red, actually, is uh, something that I uh, started uh with a few friends um, around a little, a little over three years ago. Um, okay. My band had broken up that I was with. Actually, me, me and my bass player, Jamie Morrill, were with a band called Till December, which also was called Backstreet Law at one point. Uh, we were together for a, a few years and, and put out a few independent um, albums. And that kind of that band kind of disbanded. And uh, started up. I started up this band with Ryan, um, kind of out of the ashes out of that, and uh, as soon as we started writing music together um, and getting past, you know, playing the local bars and that kind of thing, then uh, everything just kind of started falling into place. That's awesome. So what, if, I mean, if you don't mind me asking what happened with, because it sounded like you were for a while, you were with another band before, you know, Candlelight Red formed and came together. 
what was going on in terms of that band not getting to, I guess, either where you wanted it to be or what, you know, what happened with that band? I think, well, actually, I think at that one point, that, that band was very close to doing doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how it is, you know, when you're a band for a few years and and things aren't happening as fast as everyone would like, you know, mm-hmm. people tend to go and say, well, I'm going to do something else or I'm going to get this great full-time job that's going to pay a lot of money and not worry so much about music, you know. And right. So, you know, that, that, that kind of thing kind of happens. But, you know, we had a good run and, and we had a... Had a lot of people looking at that band too. It just never, you know, it, a lot of this music business stuff is, is luck. You know, you can have a great, I know, um, great yeah. following and, and still not have the right pieces fall into place. And uh, we were just lucky enough to have a, a, a with this situation um, a really good musical chemistry and also have some great people like uh, Bob and Evan from Never Wanted Magic Records and and Chip and everybody that's on our team come together at the same time and really be able to put this thing together and, and make it do something. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's, that's three years to be together and get to where you are is just, that's phenomenal. You know, because, I mean, if you ever get a chance, I mean, some of the other pretty big bands that I've had the opportunity to interview, most of them said it's taken them 10 to 12 years. So I can really, yeah. <laughs> again, appreciate and empathize just the work that you guys put in. And a lot of people, I don't think, recognize that, this is not just a situation where you put a band together, you have some good music, and you go out and tour, and you become millionaires. And, you know, I think people are deluded sometimes by the lifestyle. It looks so glamorous, but when you look at what you guys are really doing, it's it's really hard work. Um, so yeah, I can totally yeah. relate. <laughs> go ahead. So oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. It, it, is, it is a lot of hard work and perseverance it takes to even get, you know, one step forward, you know. And how do, I guess, and this is an interesting question, how do you, and we'll get into, of course, more of the music and everything like that, but how do you do it, how do you deal with some of the maybe letdowns or, like you were saying with the previous band, just wasn't getting to where you guys, you know, either wanted it to be or anticipated it as quickly? So how do you deal with sometimes some of those feelings or, or you know, letdowns that you might have along the way in terms of getting above and beyond that and persevering through it? Uh, I, I think basically because, I mean, you, you just think of all the, the stories that have happened with bands and stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, have, you know, even the story of, like, Aerosmith did pretty good in the 70s, and, and then things fell apart for them, and, and they got back together and got a new manager, and and next thing you know, in throughout the 80s, Aerosmith was one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Right. Uh, you, you just never, you just never know, because um, there's always uh, music industries complete, always changing. You just never know when and where you're going to get another shot, or you're going to find another great musician to work with, or another great label, mm-hmm. or have somebody who you know, really digs what you're doing. And um, uh, you, I guess you, I think the great thing about um, having, you know, being be, having been in quite a handful of bands over the years. Um, and this is great advice for any musician is is you take all your failures, you know, and that kind of gives you a roadmap of how not to do things. And you can all start to see things, well, well, we did this and that worked. So right. um, I think that that's part of the, the way like this team was able to get this thing going and get it moving was because we had all had some experiences where we, Learned some lessons and, and said, "Hey, this is the way we got to do it to make it work right." And we're and we're still learning as you go. You never, you know, there, 
know, we're learning something new, you know, to try to get the band off Definitely. the ground. No, I think that's a great point. It's just a creative process, and you got to learn, like you said, what works, what doesn't, and learn from those experiences that maybe didn't go the way that you had hoped they would and take that for the future. So, that's, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, was, so was music something that, you know, from growing up you said, this is what I want to do for a living? Did you have any backup plans or things that you would fall back on if for some reason it, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's a great question. Um, I mean, yeah, early on, you know, when I just started seeing things like, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I got to see things like when MTV was still playing videos and there was Headbangers Ball on there, right, and stuff like that. And and uh, my sister's taking me to concerts when I was like twelve. <laughs> you know, I was I was just like, yeah, I, I got to do that, and. Uh, and and I think yeah I did catch that bug very early on and you know the other part of it is uh, uh, actually <laughs> could you what's the last part of the question is I'm trying to get my thoughts oh, just, hearing that's okay oh, and believe me I work in corrections you don't even want to know what my wife is outside <laughs> of doing this stuff Jeremy um, but that's another story no the the question was so if if God forbid it didn't work out you know in terms of oh yeah, yeah getting definitely. into a professional band. <laughs> What would you? Did you have any ideas of what you would do to fall back, or what was your game plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> uh, that's what I was getting to. Is uh, you know, throughout that whole process and you know, going through school and everything, is uh, for a lot of a long time I didn't have one. You know, when I was eighteen, you know, everybody thought it was like, you know, everybody was going to say, "Oh, you're you're a really good guitar player." And and the fact was, when I was eighteen, I was a really fast guitar player. I wasn't necessarily the great one. <laughs> I had okay. to learn, you know, a lot of things as I got older. But uh, even back then, I was just, a, I was just like, I'm just gonna make it, you know. And I don't really have a backup plan. And that was, that's always bad. Now going through that experience, <laughs> if anyone who's listening is, is thinking that way, that's always bad because nowadays it's so tough to make it that. Almost, I know. You know, there's guys that are in signed bands that I know that tour, and then go home and work jobs that people would not imagine they work because just because mm-hmm. they need money to kind of support their their art, you know, they you need whether they need a new vehicle or they need new equipment. And, uh, you know, it, it, and sometimes that, that's really tough. It's tough. So I, I would say that, you know, nowadays being a musician, um, it's that right now everything is pretty much full time for us, which right. is very very fortunate. But um, I've had to I've had to work some jobs that I didn't really like, and I, I right. think now it's great great advice that I can give musicians is find something else that you do like to do, and maybe something that doesn't um, necessarily you know make it impossible for you to do music too. You know, there's some jobs where you know you you get weekends off. And you can always go to rehearse and play with your band on the weekend, and that way you kind of you're you're just kind of like working two jobs, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. one one of them makes it, and <laughs> you can let the other one go. But uh, I mean, that's having been been through that whole you know stubbornness. I mean, I think that's one thing I can I can give good advice on and whatnot. To right. Do. Right. So what would so just to 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 wrap the question up? So what would you have done or what did you eventually said at 18 you were kind of like I'm going to do this and it's great because you are doing it but 
Mm-hmm. What were you going to fall back on potentially if if it didn't work out? Um, I think also. I mean, even today, you know, if you know this starts going to direction, I'd I'd like to work in music, whether it's Some, you know, teaching right. guitar, um, working in amplifiers, or or um, even studios. Um, and actually, I do a lot of work and managing type stuff with the band, working with our team and stuff. Um, I probably would want to do that too. I'd, I'd love to do, you know, things like booking and publicity for other right. bands. You know, it's cool. <laughs> um, but you know, hopefully, um, you know, things keep things keep taking off. My plate will be full. <laughs> I'll be busy. No, that'll be great. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, so real quick, what were some of those jobs just to make it entertaining and interesting that you didn't like doing? That you just did. Uh, I believe the one that I didn't like doing um, was uh, I did a customer service for an insurance company. And, okay. Uh, okay. That could that was that could be a really tough gut job. Um, they all thought I was good at it. The thing is, sometimes you get like uh, you know any job. You know, I feel for anybody who's in customer service and you have to deal with irate customers. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I understand that definitely, and I'm sure you deal with that in the entertainment industry too. You get people who I'm sure you run into that are just for whatever reason they got some major personality problems and difficult to deal with. So maybe you learn something from that job. <laughs> yeah, when that happens, you just you know maybe uh, pawn them off on another band member. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. So uh, why don't you uh, yeah take a moment introduce please the members of your band and uh, give them all plugs, who they are and what they play. Definitely. Um, well, of course, I, I'm Jeremy, and I play guitar. Um, I don't do much vocals for the band. Um, uh, Jamie Morrill is our bassist and does some of the backing vocals for our band. Um, Ryan Hoke is our lead vocalist. Um, and Brian Dugan plays drums for us. Cool. Very cool. And these have been the guys since day one you've been with. Have you had any lineup changes or, you know, any difficulties along the way where members needed to be replaced for whatever reason? Yeah, actually, I mean, after we cut the wreckage, um, we actually cut that album with a different rhythm section, um, the guys that were doing uh, the weekend gigs with us. And once we okay. kind of progressed into the touring thing, um, our bass player had, like, um, who's Adam, who's really talented. He uh, got a ta- an opportunity to do tattoos for a living. Um, he got a, wow. a major apprentice- apprenticeship. So um, he just kind of had, you know, one of those things like, okay, I have two great opportunities. And, you know, he it, it was just too good for him to pass up. So, um, you know, that was great for Adam. And uh, <laughs> Josh, you know, we did a few tour- tours with him playing drums for us. And, um it, it was just very difficult for him to make the transition into playing full time and being gone full time, being away from family and and stuff. Um, you know, everybody thinks it's it's a great idea and, and you want to do that, but it's it's actually it's a very very trying lifestyle. It's very tough and it, it's not for everybody. And you know, if it's not for you, it doesn't mean you're not a great musician. It's just mm-hmm. touring. It, it's tough. It's like kind of like a gypsy kind of life, you know. It's, Definitely right, and there. I definitely want, I think, an interesting question, but I definitely want to debut one of your songs. We'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll come back. But remind me, I definitely want to bring up kind of like a day in the life, candlelight red, on the road. You know, what is it like touring, getting into 
that nitty gritty, like you said, people think it's this glamorous thing. You go out on the road and you're playing with all these amazing bands, but I can imagine, I, I can't imagine just kind of picking up and you're constantly in different places and moving around. So I definitely want to get into a little bit of that. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit about who the influences are, some of your musical influences for the band, and then we'll talk about uh, Closer. Okay. Well, um, we have a ton of musical influences within the band, but I can just rattle off some of the ones that I know we have kind of, at least a couple of guys have in common, and, and people say they can ha- kind of hear our music. Um, we're, I'd say we're all big fans of Deftones, Corn, uh, Rage, you know, some of that late 90s, early, early 2000 stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the newer bands like Red, we're really into those guys. Yeah, I love that band. They, Awesome. Seven Dice, of course, is an influence, which we can talk about later. We just did some work with Morgan. I know, um, definitely. Chevelle, um, uh, Taproot, Flaw, um, Pantera, huge influence um, okay. on this band, too. Um, but we have, you know, some wild stuff all over the board, everything from like Dredge and SGP or Alpha Chains or. Um, you know, our singer's got a little bit of R&B influence stuff that he likes. Um, our bass player is big in that 80s rock still. <laughs> okay. So, you cool. know, it's all, it's all over the board, but those are some of the ones that we kind of have in common. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I can definitely hear some of those influences. But I definitely have to say, in your favor, I think you guys really have a unique original sound. So it's it's definitely cool. Definitely a cool sound. Thank it's you. not like you guys are trying to copy anyone. So, yeah, definitely props to you guys with that. It's really cool stuff. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's introduce, talk a little bit about um, your hit song, Closer, which is currently all over Sirius XM Octane Radio, as well as other stations, and tells us a little bit about the meaning of that song, and then we'll uh, debut it. Okay. Um, lyrics-wise, you know, Ryan does most of the writing. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he wrote it specifically about, but I think it's generally just about, um, you know, Having a you know a feeling that suspicion that something isn't going right in your life, whether it's like a relationship or a work thing, and and just you know hopefully not thinking that you're crazy for thinking that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I mean the song has a kind of a, a dark vibe to it, but it's it's still kind of up tempo and and, and rocking, and uh, we got we had some great response off of it, and uh, hope everybody out there digs it. Yeah, no, it's an amazing song, and I think it's a it's a perfect one to pick off of the wreckage as your first single to release. So, yeah, great stuff. All right, so I'll put you on hold, and we'll listen to that song, and then when we come back, I'm just going to do a couple of quick commercial announcements, and then we'll uh, get into talking about working with the guys from Seven Dust and all that other stuff, right? Thanks, Carrie. Okay, thanks. Hold on, Jeremy. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Jeremy Edge, the guitarist from Candlelight Red, and we're going to debut their hit single right now, Closer, off of their debut album, The Wreckage. Please check it out. Go to candlelightred.com as well as go to iTunes and all other digital sites and download this album today. It's amazing. All right, take a listen to Closer, and we'll be right back. Finding me, I seem to be lacking. 
and welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. And that was the hit single, Closer, by Candlelight Red. Please check out their album. Pick up a copy today. It is titled The Wreckage, and you can check it out at candlelightred.com, as well as all digital sites, iTunes, etc. Download it today. So I want to just do a couple of quick plugs for some of the amazing people that I'm working with and also support the show. Please check out irocktv.com. .co, and that's just the letter I, rocktv.co. It's an amazing site. It is for all original bands, musicians. They're going to be launching a magazine, and I've been collaborating with them on a lot of different things and want to thank them again for uh, featuring my radio show and streaming it through their website. So please check them out. Also, be sure to check out Flirt Energy Drink. It is a female fitness energy drink that is made especially for the female athlete. You can check them out at flirtsport.com. And finally, I'm a huge fan of comedy, big Howard Stern fan. want to plug Davin's Den. It is a fast-paced comedy podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. If you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, to watch live episodes, hear or watch old episodes, or find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on DavinComedy.com, and that's spelled D-A-V-I-N Comedy.com. All right, so let's bring Jeremy back on. And we're just waiting for the station. There you go. You there? Okay, you there? I am back. Okay, cool. <laughs> so another uh, just amazing song. Love it. I mean, you guys definitely know how to uh, write music that has catchy hooks as hell. So great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about it? said, so, like, tell us about a day in the life of Candlelight Red on the road. And as you said, it's not for everyone being on the road. So tell us about some of the great things and some of the difficult things that you guys experience. Oh, I'd say the the greatest thing is probably the time we get to to play on stage. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, we have a great time up there, and it's a real drilling-filled show, and it's a a lot of fun, Uh, especially, you know, some of the crowds and some of the new places we get to see, and we get to meet a lot of new fans um, from all over the country. Um, So that's probably absolutely the best part. Um, I'd say that some of the worst part is just, you know, if if you have a vehicle breakdown and you get stranded or somewhere at place, and you know, that that can kind of put a damper on things. You know, especially if you're like in Montana and it's freezing outside and it's four or five a.m. <laughs> <Right. laughs> in the winter, you know, that's you know, that's the kind of thing. You know, or if you're someone gets sick on the road, it's not really a job you can call into. So if if you kind of get sick unless it's something extremely severe you kind of just have to tough it out and, and right. work your way through it <laughs> the right. show must go on as they say um, and, and there's some boring parts too just like you know a lot of we call it hurry up and wait because sometimes you'll just be sitting in a Walmart parking lot you know waiting for time you can check into your hotel room or go do your your load in and stuff or just waiting for the show to start um, just a lot of killing time you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing sometimes. Um, and nice. it's, it, a lot of, a lot of, of course, a lot of driving, a lot of traveling, too. <laughs> right. And are, do you guys, like you said, do you stay mostly at hotels, or do you have a tour bus that you guys stay on, or is it kind of a combination of the two? 
Well, we actually it's kind of, it's kind of a combination. We actually kind of started out um, in a in a van and getting okay. hotel rooms all the time, which uh, that wow. worked okay for a while until some of the tours started. You know, when you're traveling with other bands who have buses, they may book the shows, you know, 13 hours, 12 hours apart, and you actually have to drive through the night to get to the next gig. Wow. Um, so we had, so we really couldn't afford a bus, or, and more importantly, we really didn't want to spend that very, very large amount of money on a mm-hmm. bus, which, you know, we're still trying to break out. So uh, we actually found a shuttle bus, which is about 30 feet long. Um, and we converted it into a kind of a mini tour bus where there's a uh, six box in it and a little front front lounge section, and it's small enough where um, so the band members and crew members can drive it still. So um, that that's been great for us. We'll have cool. um, we can camp out in, in that for a few days and just get a hotel room on days off, or or just get one uh, sometimes if we just if we need showers. Uh, so that works out really great. Nice. Nice. And this is a little bit, I guess we, we kind of twisted it around a little bit, but we're talking about being on the road and touring. So how did you guys, I guess, get in contact or hook up with Imogen Records? And, and why did you choose that record label as the one to go with? Uh, actually, they they kind of found us. Uh, we okay. had kind of completed our first demo EP and actually had tossed it around to a few local radio stations who were actually playing it and they they actually kind of called us and said hey we want to come see you guys play and we're just like how is it that you guys got a song on you know and sometimes i think that song was the the, the very first version closer and they were like how did you get this song on commercial radio <laughs> in right. the middle of the afternoon you know and we just kind of lucked out and had some good support and, and wow. people like kept calling in and liking it and uh so they were they were like you know we want to watch what you guys are doing and uh, we did some more shows and you know, we uh, won a contest where we got to open up for Kiss which was huge um, and you know, after a, a few months they were like well let's do this let's go make a full length album and and do this for real and uh, nice. and they definitely been a huge a huge support of the band and uh, definitely been great uh, getting us out there and and getting seen. That's awesome. So when you got the song on, like you said, the radio stations that they heard it on, it was just a matter of you kind of networked, you knew the people that were up at the station and supported you guys? Is that how you connected with them to get closer on it? Yeah, I mean, there were a few people that, you know, we had gotten airplay with, it was till December um, on uh, some of the local shows and stuff. Um, but I think it was maybe there was a station out of Harrisburg that played it. Um, one out of State College, I think, played it, and uh, so a few, a couple others that we just kind of, you know, we made contacts and friends throughout the years, and they heard it. It's like, hey, we want to try this. We're just going to give us pen and see what happens, and they got some good feedback. Um, of course, you know, when you don't have a label, you usually don't get, you know, what's called an ad, where it's added to rotation. But uh, okay. we got some, okay. some isolated spins, which is is great because you, you're getting heard by thousands of people. Absolutely. That's amazing. So let's see, where should we go? Because I definitely want to play She's Got the Look. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's see, let me look at my notes here and see what other types of things I want to bring up with you guys. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the tour you're doing right now so you can promote that, the one with Crossfade and, uh, I'm sorry, the other name of the band, Weaving the Fate. Talk a little bit about how you guys got on with them, and then we'll 
get into the next song and come back and talk about what's going to happen with uh, Seven Dust drummer Morgan Rose you guys are working with and all that other good stuff. Okay. Well, um, we did one show um, with Crossfade uh, last year at Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, and got to hang out and have a few beers with them, and and cool. they were really cool guys. Really, and we were really impressed by the band too. You know, we just one of the bands that we got to open for that we were just kind of like, wow, these guys are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had heard, you know, that they were looking for an opener. They were getting ready to start another tour, and uh, we immediately just kind of got everybody on our team in touch with their team, and and said, let's do this. And uh, and Jaeger also got involved because all three bands happened to be uh, sponsored by Jaegermeister, so it just made sense to, to make it a Jaegermeister music floor. Um, so oh, we're uh, going out for the whole month of June and and hitting about, uh, I think it's about 24, 25 shows. Wow, that's amazing. And congratulations for Jaegermeister as one of the sponsors for you guys too, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, you know, me and, me and Jamie have been working with those guys since way back around, like, I want to say 2003 or 2004. Um, oh, wow. Old band. Okay. And uh, we started Candlelight Red, you know, I called Jaeger up and said, we want to, you know, keep promoting you guys and, and still, you know, they, they're awesome about promoting bands and, and, and helping out bands. So we're really happy to still be working with them. That's great. That's great. And actually, why you brought the name of the band up, how did you guys come up with that name? Because it's an amazing name. I love it. Candlelight Red? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We keep saying, the... saying that we have to make up this interesting, cool story. And <laughs> said, oh, does this happen? And this is what we call it Candlelight Red. It was actually kind of like a random name. We had uh, like 50 band names on a piece of paper, and we just kept crossing them off and, and sitting on it. And it was, there was down to like two or three names left. And that was just the last one standing. And I guess we hopefully picked the right one because I can't even remember what the other two were. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a cool name. It's definitely cool and different. So that's really cool. cool. Thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys ended up choosing uh, this song to cover by Roxette. Because she's got the look. Because I love that song. And when I heard it, I was like, wow, what a great song to revamp and cover. Um, so tell us why you chose that one. Uh, I think that was born out of the whole like, um, like the whole Pennsylvania bar scene where they want you to come in and, and play for two hours, and uh, we've never been one, you know, even back before we got a record deal, never been one that wanted to just go in and play like all the songs that other bands cover or or whatever's on the radio at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's way cooler to just like remake a song that's not in your genre and just and take it and, and run with it and just, you know, make it your own. Um, and uh, Brian had actually done that with some of the bands that he had played with, these, you know, the songs, stuff that he liked to cover. He said, hey, let's rock this up, you know. And, and uh, we arranged our, our version of that and got, it played it out a few times and got a really good reaction. There were just, people were just like, wow, we can't believe you covered that. And it's actually... <laughs> You know, 30 seconds into it, they're like, it's actually pretty cool. It actually rocks pretty hard, you know. You would have figured, you know, it's this obscure um, pop song from the 80s. And uh, so so it just actually ended up on the record. We didn't even mean for it to end up on the record, and it ended up being, like, one of the top talked-about songs that we did on Wreckage. So just go figure. And uh, we just finished a video with that, too. Um, uh, Robbie Starbucks camp out of um, Los Angeles 
did a, a video for us. Uh, Alex DeCampi directed it. Uh, Raul Gonsu uh, directed director of photography on it. And uh, we shot it on the uh, the red camera, which is an awesome camera. It's like the camera that Peter Jackson uses for all his movies. Um, wow. It, it, it was it was really cool experience. We we got we shot it in this old warehouse, and and uh, she had this whole thing uh, together. This concept of kind of like, you know, what if the song was playing somewhere, and and the girls hear this, she's got the look song, and all that might have. You know, and it turns them into, like, kind of almost like zombies, puts them in the trap. Oh, cool. Where, <laughs> I'll the have to check it out. Because it's coming from cool. is the target <laughs> kind of thing. So it's cool. It's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek comedy and, and horror and stuff, too. But the nice. horror stuff's kind of implied, which is, I think, sometimes cooler. Okay, cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. And just a quick, like, business-related question. I think this is a question a lot of bands might or musicians might be interested in knowing, how do you go about, you know, um, recording a cover song and getting the rights to use it, or it, what is the theory behind that, and how do you get those rights to put it on your album, et cetera, play it on radio? Um, our label took care of most of that. You know, before nice. I know, there's a few agencies that kind of, you know, look up who owns the rights to it and, and works that out. Um, and you do have to, to pay a licensing fee if, if you're going to sell it. I mean, if you're, going, right. if you're not going to sell it, then I don't think I, – yeah. I may be wrong. I think so that's – me on this <laughs> as a disclaimer. But I don't. I think for, for performing it or giving it away, but I think if you're going to cover it and, and sell it or distribute right. it on CD, um, you have to have some sort of licensing. And there's all kinds of different licensing deals and uh I guess that the best thing is, you know, if you're unsure, you know, just you know, look up entertainment lawyer and an attorney would be able to, to help you do that. Right. No, cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the way it goes. It's just interesting because I see so many people doing it. And I'm like, eh, what are the legalities behind that in terms of like you're saying, <laughs> if you want to sell it, absolutely. Yeah, I understand you have to pay a fee. But if you're just kind of, like you said, just, you know, doing it on YouTube or something like that, you're not making money. You don't have to really do much with it. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. So let's... Uh, Let's put you on hold. Let's check out that song so everyone can hear it, and uh, then we'll come back in a moment. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Thanks. Hold on. All right, everyone. Let's check out She's Got the Look. It is the song that Candlelight Red covered from the band Roxette in the 80s. It's an amazing version they did. They really revamped it. It is rocking, so check it out, and we will be back in a moment.
one again that was She's Got the Look by Candlelight Red, which was covered, a version that they did from the band Roxette in the 80s. It is on their amazing album. Please check it out. Download it today, The Wreckage, on iTunes or go to candlelightred.com and be sure to check them out on all the upcoming shows that they have with Crossfade. And uh, they will also be talking about now, Jeremy, when we bring them back on, the other tour that they're going to be on, which is amazing, which is the Rockstar Uproar Festival featuring some awesome bands. So he'll talk about that when we come back in a moment. Uh, also, please check out a couple of magazines that I write for. just want to give them some plugs. Talent Spotlight Magazine and really great magazine. They're both online magazines, and I do some writing for them on psychology and the entertainment industry. So uh, check out those magazines. They also feature amazing artists as well as among other things. All right, Jeremy, you are back on now. Great. Okay, hey, awesome version. Love it. Real quick, it, it's funny that you, you picked that song because when I was in a hard rock band that I was working with, I had, they said, this, you're crazy for picking this song. It'll never sound good. I picked up Voices Carried by Till Tuesday and mm. re, revamped the hell out of it. And they were like, when we were done, we were like, oh, okay, it does sound good, but it was so funny. I'm like, I want really gritty guitars. I want it heavy. I want it. So it came out really cool. Unfortunately, I don't have it recorded professionally. Oh, but. <laughs> you say that because I think, you know, what we were talking about more songs that do like that, you know, a couple of years ago, that was on a, a list that we had. You know, really? About, so, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Know, and and it's, it's, it's funny, you know, we ended up doing like an Alanis Morissette cover and he, you know, Ryan can actually kind of sing in some of those girls' ranges. Okay. And, okay. So Very cool. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, very, cool. very cool. But, yeah, that's a great song. Great song that you guys picked to uh, cover. So um, let's talk now about, tell us about how you hooked up with, uh, hold on a second, let me look at his name because I'm losing it too. It's been a long day. Uh, the drummer uh, Morgan Rose from Seven Dust. Tell us about how you hooked up with him to be working on your next uh, album. Oh, well, I mean, we've, I think we've crossed paths over the years, you know, different, different bands and shows and, and and met each other and you know, used some of the same musicians and stuff. Um, but uh, we did a tour with Seven Dust in December, uh, November, December of last year, and uh, and got to meet him a couple times and he checked our band and stuff. And uh, we started talking about, you know, before we go on this big tour this summer, of, of trying to squeeze in some time to go in the studio and record some fresh new tracks. And, okay. But well, who who is going to produce this, you know, and especially on, you know, if we were trying to get it on short notice, you know, some of these producers could be booked up for a year. And wow. Jamie was like, he's like, you know, Morgan's been talking about wanting to work with bands and stuff. He's like, man, I'm going to call him. And he immediately was like, yeah, I want to do it. Nice. Uh, you know, and we were just shocked, you know, he, he was he was all about it. And, uh, you know, after talking to him, he, he, we were just kind of like, and, and and having a few other names brought up, we were just like, this is the guy, you know, this is the guy that kind of gets what we're trying to do and, and is seeing the band live and, and, and gets what we're about and, and could maybe squeeze us in, you know, into the next level. And, uh, and it was definitely awesome getting to work with them. We, we actually only had bits of pieces of songs going into the studio. We had bits of okay. pieces of songs, bits of pieces of lyrics, and we went in the studio for five days, and we wrote and recorded four songs in five days. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. 
Yeah, that's, un- that yeah, that's unbelievable. That's wow, really cool. So, it's, and that's new stuff that eventually will be on your next album. Um, yes, actually, we're. I think we're going to release um, these first four songs as kind of like an EP or an extended single. Oh, cool! Um, however, you want to look at it, and um, and uh, as soon as we get off tour, probably sometime this fall, we're going to go back and finish a full length album. They'll hopefully have you know like a total of twelve ish songs on it. Um, that's the plan right now. We don't want to have something. Um, we released a cover at the beginning of summer to kind of you know pump things up a little bit mm-hmm. and put the new video out. And now that you know summer's finishing up and we, we're getting on this uproar tour, we wanted to uh, to get some slamming new tunes out there. And uh, we're hoping to have this stuff out um, sometime in July. Oh wow, nice, very nice. We'll definitely. I'll have to bring you guys back on when you definitely release the next album, or if you want to come back on sooner, just let me know, because it's been amazing interviewing or interviewing you. You're a great guy to interview and really cool. Um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and no, I really cool. Believe me, I've interviewed tons of people. You're you're awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, tell us about this amazing tour that you have coming up where uh, Shinedown's on it and Godsmack and Stained and... Uh, yeah, among other amazing bands that you guys are going to be featured with. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be like the biggest thing that we've done so far. So far, um, I think we were in 2010. We did one show. Uh, we were kind of a, a guest on the Jaeger stage for the local show in Scranton on Uproar, and that was just that was incredible. Um, wow! And I think, you know, we, and uh, now we we we're doing the whole tour. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think we're going to be playing sometime in the early afternoon, somewhere around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it, it's it's going to be really cool. Um, we're hitting a lot of cities, a lot of different. It, it hits just about every region of the United States. Wow! In about a 45-day span, and uh, there's great, great bands on this. It's got um the um. Headliners were, of course, like Shine Down, Godsmack, um, you know, Papa Roach, Stained, Adelita's Way. And uh, on the other stages, we have um, Fozzie, which is, is, was a, is a really cool band because it you know, features some mm-hmm. of the guys from uh, Stuck Mojo, uh, Rich Ward. And we played a few shows with him back in the day and always really admired his guitar playing and really uh, dug their band. And, they were kind of like all about what we, we were into. It's just, you know, high adrenaline, energy, music, you know. Cool. Um, and this moment is going to be on it. I think Thousand Foot's Crush is going to be on some of the shows. Um, Deuce, uh, P.O.D., which is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Red Light King, a great new band. Yeah, um, they're awesome, too. I've heard so them like along the lines that, of you guys. Yep. And there's also, I think there's going to be a couple battle of bands. Uh, like last year's Battle of Pans winner, uh, this year's Battle of Pans winners, and uh, maybe even uh, uh, maybe even something else, you know, kind of similar to what we did as well. So it's it's going to be a great day of just nothing but music, music, more music, three stages. Um, uh, it, it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome tour. Um, there's going to be a Shaker Guitars is going to be there. Um, there's also a sponsor of the tour. Um, which we just actually picked up um, the sponsorship with and got some oh, great, great instruments with. Nice. Jaeger, um, of course, is a sponsor of the tour, and um, um, our, our record label um, 
as well as Ernie Ball and Best Buy. And, you know, it, it's just going to be a really killer over-the-top tour. I think this is going to be one of the best ones that they've had yet, uh, just looking at the lineup. Um, if, if we weren't even on it, I would probably <laughs> probably, probably want to go Right, <laughs> go and see it. Right. <laughs> that's amazing. That's just such an amazing opportunity for you guys, and it's just going to you know, help you guys continue to just get to that next level. So that's amazing. Congratulations with that. It's really cool. Thank you. Are you guys, real quick, are you guys big partiers or, or no? <laughs> um, no, we're not big, big partiers. we we got some guys who definitely like to drink some beer and maybe right, right. a few Um But, I mean, yeah, sometimes if we're, if we're out with a cool band and we have the next day off, you know, which most of the bands we play that have been super cool, it's like they 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 always end up somehow on our bus, even if they have a bigger bus. And <laughs> 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 up drinking beer and doing shots of Jagger and watching old videos and stuff. So cool. it, it's really funny. I think everyone's pretty much nicknamed our bus the clown machine because <laughs> it's just where everyone ends up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. Name that stock. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, so what else do you want to uh, plug or, or share with the audience uh, before we wrap things up for tonight? Well, we want to make sure everybody uh, checks out our Facebook page and Twitter pages, which you can just find us at slash red, facebook.com slash red, same for Twitter, um, and, and definitely like us or follow us. And uh, we still, um, the band members participate and, and help run those sites and you know, if somebody has a question, a comment, you know, we try to we try to check it every day. At least one of us does, if not more than one of us. Um, and we want to meet new fans and new friends, and we hear what people think about the new music, especially. Uh, and tell everyone to keep an eye on out for that new music here in a, in a few weeks, hopefully, and I hope to see a model tour. Cool. Very cool. Well, Jeremy, it's been a pleasure um, having you on the show. I mean, you did a great job, and the band's amazing, so I'm really you know, pleased that I was able to learn about you guys and interview you, and, of course, you're welcome to come back on in the future. And um, I just wish you guys much continued success, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the other great things that are going to be happening. Well, thank you, Carrie, and thank you for having us on and featuring us. Uh, it's been a really cool interview. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much, and... Wish you much continued success, and we will definitely keep in touch. Definitely. All right. All right. We well, have, have a good, good night, and uh, we'll do yeah. it again soon. <laughs> you too, <laughs> definitely. Please keep in touch with me. It's been a pleasure working with you guys. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye. I raise everyone again. That was Jeremy, the guitarist from Candlelight Red. And as he said, please follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, follow them at Candlelight Red. And you can check them out on their website, too, at candlelightred.com for upcoming tours and shows. So next week, uh, let me just give you guys some information about who I have coming on. We're going to switch gears a little bit, and we're going to go to doing some comedy next week. So next week we are going to have J.L. Coven, and he's actually a lawyer-turned-comedian. This is going to be an amazing interview. Uh, J.L. is his name. J, you can find it, hyphen L, Coven, C-A-U-V-I-N, dot com. So check him out. He's got some amazing stuff. We're going to play some 
bits off of his new comedy CD and uh, get into what caused this person to transition from being a lawyer into a comedian. And again, I want to thank everyone for their continued support. We've had so many amazing guests on this show, and it's a pleasure working with all of them as well as all the sponsors and people that I'm supporting too with the show. So please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. Um, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And you can also friend, send me a personal friend request on Facebook. I have a music page on Facebook. And uh, my official website is CarrieEdelman.com. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'm going to play one of the songs off my debut album, Leave It All Behind, which is available on iTunes and all other digital sites by searching Carrie Edelman, and the song tonight I'm going to play is, since we're working with more of a rock theme today, um, I'm going to play Echo, and let me just find that. i got to go into the switchboard here, and hold on one second. Let me see where that's at. All right, here it is, Echo. Again, if you're interested, search Carrie Edelman on all the digital sites, and the title of the album is Leave It All Behind. Thanks again for your support. We'll be back next Tuesday, which will be the 12th, I think, yes, of June at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time with J.L. Quavin, who's an amazing comedian, and he's also touring right now, too. So looking forward to next week, and the podcast will be available. So if anyone tuned in late tonight, you can check out the podcast as soon as the show is over. Download it, stream it. As well as please feel free to check out all the other amazing people that I've had the opportunity and pleasure to interview. Have a great night.